This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious. Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 56, When Halloween Was Forever. Ah, okay, so that spooky. one is another hint. It's a deep dive hint as to what we're talking about. But we'll get into that in a second. With me, as always, are my fellow ghouls, mm. Carlin, Colin Harmon. Uh, my name is Colin, in case Corey Carlin, forgot. Carlin, not Carlin. <laughs> George Carlin. Yeah, George Carlin is here from the dead. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Yeah. And Wes Allen. There is no Wes only Zool. <laughs> and not only do we have these two ghouls here, we also have some special ghosts. We have uh, Cole and Mike from Scary Movie Ice Cream Night. It's a podcast that if you like this one, you'll love that one. And if you like Halloween, you'll really love that one. So say hi, guys. Hello. Thanks for having us. So this is a Halloween-themed sort of episode. Uh, we've done Halloween themes in the past, talked about, probably to exhaustion, uh, Halloween. Uh, What's your opinion? Just general ha- Halloween things. That is my opinion. <laughs> uh, we decided to focus on one particular Halloween-esque uh, topic, and that is Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Good choice. We're, we're joined by the Scary Movie Ice Cream Night guys, and also they have another podcast called, uh, is it Saturday Morning Ice yes. Cream? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they talk about other retro things on their po- podcast. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, we w- kind of want to do what we always do, and that's welcome our guests by asking you who you are and what you do and kind of exposing you to our audience, let them know where what your background is and what your childhood was like and, and just kind of get a gauge on the thing, your favorite things that you grew up with. So, um, Cole, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, what year were you born and what area of the country did you grow up in? I was born in 1985, and I grew up in Grove, Oklahoma. So that's the northeast uh, corner of Oklahoma, like five miles from the Missouri state line. So that's where I'm from, but I currently live in Nashville, Tennessee. All right, Mike, uh, what about you? Uh, I was born in 1985 as well, and I also grew up in Oklahoma. Um, I also still live in Oklahoma. Um, but I was born uh, in Edmond, which is like right above Oklahoma City. So I'm in the smack dad's center of Oklahoma. Okay, so this is great because I don't think we've had a guest before that's been like Midwest or just like middle of the country. It's been one coast or the other. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. Um, I don't know. What, what was childhood like for you guys without an ocean? Very flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super flat. Roof. Dusty, lots of horses. <laughs> horses, lots of fields. Um, very strange weather uh yeah yeah, i mean like most most octobers were fairly hot and um most spring breaks were also kind of hot but uh yeah that pretty boring thank god for rental stores and saturday morning cartoons yes amen (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely um so what would you say is kind of your what if if you were to pick a thing that you loved the most about your childhood, and I know that's probably like fi- like picking a favorite child, but like for me, it was like '90s sitcoms. Yes. And for for Wes, I would I would guess putting words in his mouth is like Halloween themed yeah. things. 
spooky and, things. And for, and for Colin, it's it's Disney. Like, what is mm-hmm. what is exactly like your specialty when it comes to retro things? Go for it, Mike. Oh, okay. Uh, mine is definitely toys. Like, I was a huge toy kid, and that kind of spawned from uh, my love of cartoons. I loved all those characters, but like. I didn't go over to other kids' houses to play with them. I went to play with their toys because, like, I had a lot of toys, but I didn't have everything growing up. I remember my next-door neighbor had uh, the Thundercats lair, and I literally went over there just to play with that. And... Uh, but you know, I, I was I was good at pretending to be friends with these kids uh, for their toys, but <laughs> that was definitely yeah. my my thing. Yeah, my neighbor had the Bat Cave, and I didn't have that, so I definitely used him oh, for that's that. Awesome. Yeah, my my cousin between my cousin and I, we seem to have like all of the old like nostalgic retro toys, and uh, yeah, I, he uh, his mom would babysit me, and my mom would babysit him, so we would just kind of pool our toys together a lot of times. That's awesome. Yeah, I think for me, um, toys were definitely a big part of it. But I'm I'm just a huge like I'm I'm kind of like a mix of uh, of of Wes and Corey. I I uh, love all things spooky, especially from my childhood. I was huge into reading Goosebumps, watching um, the animated Halloween specials. But I'm also a huge '90s and late '80s TV nut. Ninety um, percent of the programming I watch to this day. I'm pulling off of DVDs that I've collected. <laughs> I don't watch new TV much. So uh, if you want to know what I'm watching now, it's not Game of Thrones. Okay, I guess really no one is right now since it's off season. But uh, I'm watching Coach and Night Court, and I'm loving it. Awesome. Of it. Night Court is a great choice. I'm currently <laughs> watching Sports Night. So, uh, yeah, we do have something in common there. So um, this, that kind of leads well into your your podcast, Scary Movie Ice Cream Night. Can you tell us a little bit about, about that one and kind of what led to it and what it's all about? Yeah, so Scary Movie Ice Cream Night is based loosely off of an old hangout that Mike and I used to have. So uh, Mike and I are both graphic designers, and we met in college uh, as graphic design majors. And... Um, we kind of hit it off our, our last years when we really got to know each other. And when we graduated, we decided to still be friends and hang out. And the thing we had in common uh, were horror movies. And so, um, I, I don't know, like, I, I guess like in college, like I, you're so busy trying to graduate <laughs> and make good grades. You don't really have time to do a lot of things. And it was like this weird period of like, okay, I'm old enough to rent and watch these scary movies without my parents telling me I can't. <laughs> And I also have a lot of free time now because I have this job and there's nothing to do in the evenings. So we would just rent all types of horror movies like every every weekend. I don't, I don't think we really ever missed a weekend for probably two years straight. But it would just be Mike and I go to each other's house. And um, Mike lived like down the street from where I lived. And so uh, we would just walk over, rent movies, get ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have a bike. That's, that's, that's a lie. You'd ride on the back. <laughs> But yeah, we would just watch these movies together. And um, uh, when I moved uh, to Nashville about seven, almost eight years ago, um, we had just like thought, man, it'd be fun if we could somehow figure out how we can do a podcast or something where we can kind of watch these movies on our own time and then get together and talk about them like we used to. And so that's really what the podcast is. So uh, we watch scary movies, uh, mainly 80s pretty cheesy campy horror movies and uh, we talk about them and sometimes it gets deep sometimes it gets ridiculous um, and we also eat our own ice creams that we pick up and we talk about those so if you like junk food 
you like horror movies, it's a really fun podcast, and we've kind of incorporated um, talking about just creepy things in general. So we've told plenty of ghost stories. We've talked about scary TV shows, scary songs, scary moments in life, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And during like Halloween season, you guys go all in and do like a episode basically every week. So, yeah, like, yeah, I know. I, can... I know it's become part of my Halloween tradition to like <laughs> oh, listen nice. to you guys talk about it every year. So it's cool. So thankful for that. So <laughs> what what is it about those things? What is it? Is it more of a nostalgic thing for you, or what is it about scary movies that that draws you in? Because I'm the type of person that just does not do scary movies, and it's not because it scares me per se. It's more because sure. of the stress level that it brings, <laughs> and I just don't need that kind of stress in my life. So what is it about yeah. uh, scary movies, scary things that you guys? kind of bond over well we're graphic designers so there's nothing more stressful than that and so like we (laughs) scary movies is like a stress reliever uh um no i don't know i really it's one of those weird things where like if you say you like watching people kill other people then it makes you sound weird but it that's kind of part of it you 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 kind of root for the bad guy in some of these instances like jason like you go to the uh, theater and you watch a Friday the 13th movie to see Jason kill people and mm-hmm. so it, it's kind of weird and I think there's also um, you know that's 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 kind of like a the slasher genre but I think there's just something thrilling about being scared but also knowing that you're in a safe place so um, like whether you're in a theater surrounded by a bunch of people or um, you know in the comfort of your own home it, it you're not necessarily firsthand experiencing the, the things that these people are on screen. So it's kind of a safe way to, I don't know, get your adrenaline kick sometimes, I guess. <laughs> and I know that, Mike, you're kind of like me. You don't really like going to haunted yes. houses or kind of thrill-seeking. I loved when you said that on your cast because yeah. I was like, God, he and I would have been best friends as kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also weird about food like you are. Yes. And I got I to gotta stand up for you. <laughs> I love vanilla milkshakes. <laughs> so, Cole, Thank you need you. to chill out with that. <laughs> People are coming out like, and work on this. It's, like, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like cheese pizza. It's like it's pizza. <laughs> it's like at the heart of it, it's at its best. So it's like you got to have that one-on-one experience. You don't need all that extra stuff on it. So, thank like you. vanilla milkshake, it's already good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> See, Wes, I feel like you and I would have been best friends as as kids, but we would have been like, we'd have had to understand like we don't have to hang out because we're we're cool yeah. doing our own things. <laughs> no, they like, exist. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> I can borrow your toys. You can borrow mine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. that sounds accurate. <laughs> Uh, that's great. So, uh, kind of one more question about scary movies. If I may channel my inner Wes Craven, um, what is your favorite scary movie? <laughs> Ooh, that's a that's a tough question. Um, because I, I'll admit, like as far as like scary movies go, I mean, scary movies are kind of almost all I watch, and it's not something that I watch like every day or even every month. But um, if I'm going to take the time to like dedicate couple of hours and sit there and be invested in something i want it to be kind of thrilling and so uh but with that said i i tend to really like um i might kind of favor more a, a colin here a bit but my favorite probably my favorite scary movie is a in fact a disney movie and uh it was made in the mid 80s based off a ray bradbury novel um something wicked this way comes and uh, it's not like your blood and guts horror movie. Obviously, it's Disney, but 
Um, Disney tried to get into the scary movie making back then, and <laughs> even it, it was even scary for Disney. And so um, they did that movie and another one called Watcher in the Woods, and they never did anything else after that. But that movie I saw at a very young age, and um, it like really impacted me just because it had a very nice, hopeful ending. And uh, I love the book, too. So that's probably my favorite scary movie, even if it's not technically a scary movie. Yeah, it has a really cool mood to it. Like, oh, yeah. I really like the mood of that movie. Like, I love those, like, mid-80s, like, Disney movies. It's, it's a must-watch every October. Cool. Mike, what about you? Uh, mine is definitely The Lost Boys. And um, mm. mostly because it's kind of a mixture of a bunch of different genres, but at its heart, it is a horror movie. Um, but it's got like elements of comedy in it and it's got like a really great soundtrack and um, really great characters in it and acting. I think it's one of Kiefer Sutherland's maybe first movies. Mm-hmm. He's at least really young in it. But um, uh, yeah, that's one that I could watch like anytime, anywhere. It doesn't necessarily even have to be like Halloween season uh and usually I try and save like the good horror movies for Halloween season. That's actually not only my favorite horror movie, it's definitely in my like top five favorite movies. Yeah. It's great. So, it's, it's like, yeah, wasn't it amazing. like the first movie with the two Corys? Yeah. 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 So it's like, it spawned their like Genesis. And uh, so, I mean, it's, it's responsible for a lot of things in pop culture. Uh, Wes, have we ever asked you what your favorite scary movie is? Like a lot on the podcast? I don't think so. So, uh, so anyway, we're going to move now. on and not, and, no, go ahead. Tell it what, what is your favorite? Scary? I just said it was The Lost Boys. Oh, I thought you said it was in your top five. I said not only is it my favorite horror oh, movie, gotcha. but it's in my top five gotcha. like, of all movies. Ah, oh, I see. Sorry, I don't listen well. Yeah. <laughs> you just tune me out anyway. It's fine. What's that? You tune me out. Oh, <laughs> what? Um, cool. That's awesome, guys. So if you guys are at all into uh, scary movies, definitely check out Scary Movie Ice Cream Night. Now, you guys also have another podcast that you recently started called Saturday Morning Ice Cream. So it's kind of yes. like, a, a, would you call that a spinoff? Uh, totally, yeah. I mean, it's a... So one of the things that we kind of got caught up doing with the Scary Movie cast, um, we we do a lot of like tangents and it, it becomes more of kind of a uh, nostalgic type of show anyway. And we thought, well, why don't we just try to take the nostalgic talk that we were doing so heavy and make it a separate cast, but really like dive like headfirst into that side, like really lean into it. And so um, it's, not necessarily like how Pass Forward is because like I, I'll say this, Pass Forward is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. I never miss an episode. Oh, you're just oh, saying I'm, that. I'm, this is a dream come true. I know Mike. <laughs> What's Pass Forward again? I, I will say that it's very surreal hearing all of our voices conjoined together because like I'm so used to hearing you guys talk on your own and hearing us talk. So it's like so strange to me like hearing all of us talk at one time. Oh, I've had dreams about this. <laughs> wow yeah but it's mike will tell you about those dreams later i'm sure uh, yeah those are very personal <laughs> yeah but the cast, basically what we're trying to do with that is we're really just trying to um talk about like experiences so it's not really like we're doing episodes that are centrically focused on um a, a specific a specific time as from our youth or even a subject matter we're just kind of like talking and going off the cuff so it's more of like if you like conversations about the days of old, that's a good 
podcast to check out. So if you, if you our audience doesn't like that at all, they probably (laughs) don't know. (laughs) But yeah, that's that's one worth checking out if you're into. If you don't want to hear us talk about scary stuff, because I I, our our original podcast is so um, so hard to get into. If because you have to like scary movies and you have to like talk radio, and so if you don't like any of that, then you're not going to be into it. But I'm assuming if you're listening casting you might actually want to listen to the saturday morning ice cream and we make things confusing they share the same name but it's it's the <laughs> smic umbrella is what we're trying to nice create. nice i i must say you guys um you and it's, it's obvious that you've known each other for a really long time but you have a great like rapport with each other like just the fact that it's two of you when it's two people i've heard podcasts that where it just like yeah. has that kind of lull to it but you guys have such a great dynamic together mm-hmm. that your converse even if it is just a random conversation that you're having it's fun to listen to so oh, thank you i uh I, I definitely recommend both of your podcasts uh, to anybody who is, you know, listening to our podcast. I think they go together for sure. So put it in your rotation if you're not already listening to them. Okay, so on to the main event. We decided together that uh, the best thing to talk about this Halloween is about Ghostbusters, and that's not just the first two movies. It is the Ghostbusters franchise. Yeah, franchise. franchise. Everything. So that, that might even lead all the way up to the most recent bu- Ghostbusters movie. If We've we definitely talked about that at length, so yeah. we might get your opinion on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, but, yeah. But, uh, but first things first, we'll talk about the original franchise. And I would love to hear everybody's um, kind of what their first exposure was to the, the Ghostbusters movies, like the originals. Like, did you see them as kids? Do you remember seeing them in theater? Were you too young then? Uh, did you see it on VHS? Like, what was your first exposure? And I'll go ahead and go uh, give it to our guests here. So, Cole, you can start. All right. Well, if we're talking about the very first movie, I didn't see that till much later. Um, and that was partially because um, being a little bit too young, but uh, also, I mean, I guess too young. Yeah, it was It was a scary movie, even though it was a comedy. But uh, it was it was very scary. And I had saw... Um, clips of it and even the clips that you know freaked me out so I think the first time I watched the whole thing through god I I must I must have been like probably eight nine years old maybe maybe a little bit older I would say that's I, I would say that's common for people our age yeah pretty yeah. common Mike were, were you the same way <laughs> no <laughs> uh, I saw it much much later uh, I, I definitely saw clips of it when I was younger and like bits and pieces of it like in passing on TV but I actually didn't watch the full movie like sit down to watch it until probably college um, and I don't know how I miss it um, I'm talking about the first one actually because I'd actually seen the second one somehow. Much, mm. much much earlier than that but I didn't sit down to the first one um, for a long time my so what was your thoughts then having seen seen it so late um I was surprised at how mature it was because I'd grown <laughs> up with the cartoon and it being like a kid's like centered thing like there's toys of it there was a cartoon of it there were food and drink products of it geared towards yeah. kids so like some of the things that happened in it I was just kind of surprised or taken back at um but I definitely enjoyed it um it's actually surprisingly one of my wife's favorite movies she's not much of a nostalgia hound like we are but um she like she'll just like randomly put it on if it's on Netflix and um so that that's kind of cool 
Yeah, I think for me, my first exposure was the... Well, it wasn't a ride, but the show at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like that was yes. my very first exposure to the like the franchise of Ghostbusters. And it was a really cool show where they had like, you know, like Ghostbusters and they had these special effects where they actually are shooting ghosts with proton packs and stuff. I remember very little of it, but I remember getting enamored by that. And then I think I started watching the cartoons before I saw the actual movie. The movie was probably when I was around eight or nine years old. And um, I remember watching it in my living room. I had one of my best friends over and uh, I think my, my siblings were there and we were watching it at night. And you know that opening scene in the library? It's a yeah, little yeah. intense with the you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. books flying everywhere and stuff. My friend flipped out, <laughs> like just could not stand scary things. And this, we actually had a similar experience when he watched Are You Afraid of the Dark with us? Like he just could not handle it. Man. And so we had to turn the movie <laughs> off and then I had to go and watch it later because he couldn't watch it. But uh, that, I mean, it scared me a little bit, but him freaking out next to me kind of scared me. So I, it took some bravery on my part. But then <laughs> once I watched it, I will say I liked the second one more because I feel like that was a little bit more kid friendly. Yeah, it definitely yeah. was. Original one. But what about you, Colin? You know, it's really funny is that was the first time I ever experienced anything with Ghostbusters was at Orlando yeah. at that ride. Nice. Wow. I didn't watch it after that until maybe high school because I was like, oh, yeah, because I've never really been the person that's into like scary movies or any of that kind of stuff. So I was like, well, I will not be going on that again. It's <laughs> kind of whatever. whatever. And, uh, and so I didn't watch it till much later. People were like, hey, we should watch this movie. It's super good. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> of course it is. I've totally watched it before. And I, had never I like it, that so. one part with the stuff. And the yeah, thing. where the thing happens and then there's like the big, the, yeah, let's do it. Well, I remember in the show in Orlando, they had the Stay Puffed Marshmallow <laughs> Man show yeah. up. I was like, what's oh, happening? So cool. What am I staring yeah. at right now? It was it was a cool show from mm-hmm. what I remember. But, yeah. okay. I felt like it was like 50 minutes, but it was probably like 20. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I liked it as a kid. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually kind of wish they would bring it back. But anyway, Wes, what about you? Uh, my first exposure was definitely the cartoon. Uh, like, I think it was my very first, like, franchise that I got into. Like, I feel like I was maybe, like, it came out in 86, so I would have been, like, two years old when it came on TV. So I think that, like, I started watching it probably about three years old or so, and I remember asking for the Proton Pack for that Christmas and everything. So You're, you're like, referring to the cartoon? Yeah. That's okay. so awesome. And uh, so, but I don't know when I first saw the movie. I know I watched it a good bit because I remember glimpses of it. I remember the opening scene. I remember the Slimer bit. I remember the Stave Puff bit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I feel like anything outside of that, you have no concept of what was going on as a kid. So it's like, I think that I only remember those beats from the movie, but I kind of went on through my life and kind of kind of like what you were saying about how it seemed kiddish, like it, like mm. you kind of thought that it was just for kids. But I think it was uh, SNL had their like 25th anniversary in 1999 and Comedy Central was like playing a bunch of uh, movies from SNL stars. So they played Ghostbusters and I watched it and I was probably like eighth or ninth grade. And I watched it for the first time discovering like the comedy portion of it and mm. like how like funny it was not only like Bill Murray but like everybody else like was just funny so like I found these like two 
parts of it uh, like I liked the creepy part when I was in the actiony stuff when I was a kid but then I kind of meshed the comedy s- stuff with it so like it became like one of my favorite movies since then hmm. that's funny yeah I think my love of Ghostbusters definitely came from the cartoon and then like the movie was secondary and I had a memory like of the movie being scary but then as I watched it like when I was much older I was like oh this is this is actually a comedy mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. It's yeah. it's it's weird the kind of your first initial reaction so young and then you mature. It's just how things change in your mind. So. And it's crazy because it's like when you say a horror comedy, you think of things like Evil Dead and like all these other kind of things that are mostly horror mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. But this is one of those really rare ones that's mostly a comedy that has like the horror elements in it, but it's not really a horror movie at all. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess the next question is, uh, who was your favorite Ghostbuster? Ooh, and that's, I will, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get, kind of go in the same order just to, to avoid confusion. Cole, go for it. <laughs> I, I, I think now I really, my favorite Ghostbuster, Ghostbuster now I think is, is Egon. Um, so my, my first, and I know we'll get to this at some point, but like, I really dove in, uh, into the cartoon pretty heavily um i'd say actually extremely heavily um but as i got older so you know bankman peter bankman was always like probably everybody's he's kind of like the michelangelo of the (laughs) ghostbusters yeah and uh egon being the leonardo i guess but i love egon (laughs) so much in the movie i think he is absolutely hysterical and just his demeanor and like his seriousness but yet he has a sense of humor. It's just super dry. Um, I yeah, I think definitely an Egon guy. What about you, Mike? Uh, yeah, mine is actually Egon as well. Um, mine stems more from the cartoon because I just really liked his character design. I thought his pompadour was like the coolest thing in the world. Um, <laughs> but also, I don't. I, there was something about his voice that like really comforted me as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know why it's like, it's very like dry and monotone. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, the show uh, Wild America with Marty Stauffer. Um, but he like I've seen it before he the is this like wilderness guy but he has one of those voices and I like that's the only reason I watch that show like I just love people <laughs> with like really good voices I guess <laughs> <laughs> So Colin is your favorite member of Pass Forward. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um, I, I want to be different, but I can't. I, Egon was my favorite as a kid. Um, and I, I actually, I don't know if I can explain it other than what you guys said. I don't think it was the voice, but <laughs> I think he just always had a, he was the problem solver. Like he always had a solution for things and he knew what to do. So um, I think he was my favorite and, and the, because of the cartoon, like with you guys. And uh, as I watched the movie, he wasn't my favorite. I was like, oh, man, he's not like the Egon in the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. So that really confused me. That confused me the most when I saw the movie after seeing the cartoon for so long was like, yeah, they don't look anything like the cartoon characters. <laughs> They're not blonde. <laughs> yeah, I'll say I'll say Are my secondary was. Yeah, I'll, I'll say my secondary was probably Winston. But uh, Egon takes the cake. So. Colin, do you have a different answer? I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, I like them for such different reasons than all of you just <laughs> yeah. described. Yeah. Because I watched it so late. I had watched like Dan Aykroyd on uh, like Black Sheep, or I'd seen him on reruns of SNL, and he was just like the most familiar personality to me. And so I just enjoyed him, even though for no valuable or nostalgic reasons like you guys are <laughs> describing. <laughs> Other than I just thought his 
his delivery felt familiar is maybe why I liked it. But I know that's like such a pathetic answer by comparison. <laughs> it didn't define my childhood like you guys have. I'm jealous and I'm, I need to have therapy now. But <laughs> uh, I have to say my favorite has always been Ray. I I don't know why, like his heart and like also his humor. He had a different sense of humor. Mm-hmm. They all had separate senses of humor, but I always liked that he had like the gadgets. He had the ecto goggles. Mm-hmm. He had the ghost trap. He like, I don't know. I feel like he was like the in between of of uh, Peter and Egon. Um, just like his like childlike view of the world and everything, I, yeah. I really enjoyed him. I'm surprised that nobody said Peter. I feel like that was well, the because, u- unanimous kind of thing. I think it was a great point that he's the Michelangelo of the yeah. group. It's mm-hmm. like he's the he's the most liked person. And even as a kid, I didn't like the most liked person of any group. So yeah. like my favorite was like Raphael. Who's, who's you you're supposed to like kind of thing? But yeah, that's yeah. like you know oh, I don't want to be like everybody else. Like of course everybody likes Vink- Vinkman. Of course everybody likes Michelangelo. So yeah, um, see, at that point, I only knew Bill Murray from What About Bob, really? And so I was like, oh, he's totally not likable. It's yeah, like yeah. how my brain got about that, which is so funny. <laughs> well, and he's also kind of in the cartoon, if I remember correctly. He seemed just kind of like a slob. Like, he just didn't mm-hmm. do anything yeah. for the group. So I don't know. He's, he's kind of a jerk. Um, I mean, he's funny, but he's he's definitely like, he's not a super nice guy. And like, for me, especially as a kid, I'm like, well, He's kind of mean. I don't like mean guys. So. Having yeah. Garfield as your voice actor kind of sets the tone for your character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's why I equated slob that's to him. That's interesting. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I always thought it was crazy that, what's his name, Lorenzo uh, Music? Is that Music, his yeah. name? Yeah. Like, he did the voice for Garfield and Peter Venkman, and then later... Uh, Bill Murray did the voice of Garfield <laughs> in the Garfield movie, so I've, yeah. it was crazy oh, how yeah. that kind of. Well, swapped. you can't forget um, Dave Coulier taking over his oh, yeah. voice uh, in the cartoon, like midway. And like he was doing like a Bill Murray impression, I feel yeah, which like. was super <laughs> weird. Like, uh, I think it, yeah, because at that time I think the movie, well, the movie did come first, so yeah, he was definitely doing a Bill Murray impersonation. Yeah. That's funny. So I. I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball, and this will just be to anybody. Not everybody has to answer this question. Is but... your question going to be, what is Dave Couillet doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out. Um, I Wes kind of touched on this earlier. Kind of, He kind of explained why he loved Ghostbusters. So I'll leave it up to you two guys if you guys want to speak up. Like, what... What do you? What grabbed you about Ghostbusters? Like, why did that enamor you as a kid? Whether it's the cartoon or the movie or both. Like, what was, what was its effect? I guess on your childhood. Cole, you can go first. Okay. <laughs> well, for, for me, I got into the franchise through the cartoon, and I was probably, like, the same as Wes. Like, that was the first, like, especially, like, seeing kids now as a grown-up, like, they always gravitate towards that one thing for a good chunk of time, and they're, like, all in, like, super invested. And for me, it was the real Ghostbusters. And I don't even know if it was something where I was watching it and like the show or if it was because I was like the only grandchild for a little bit so I was just showered with real Ghostbuster toys <laughs> um, which made me watch the show but I, I remember getting into both the toys and the TV show at the same time and um, it personally scared uh, scared the crap out of me my mom would threaten me multiple times to you know stop watching it but I, you know, I would beg her like, "Hey, I know, I'm fine. I, I'm just kidding. I didn't have nightmares." Um, somebody, somebody else peed in my pants. It wasn't. Yeah. 
but I, I guess I eventually got over it, which was the weird thing. Like I got over being scared and just started really enjoying it and, and liked being scared, I guess. And so um, I, for me, I liked the, I liked how the cartoon and really it was like any cartoon back then. It was basically like a big toy commercial. And so every episode you would have this cast of like, weird ghosts or goblins and then you know later in a couple weeks you see them on the toy shelf at, at walmart or something and i always liked that it kind of was like always keeping me up to date always keeping me fresh mm. in in that franchise like i just didn't feel like the same thing over and over even though looking back on it now it was you know catch the ghost put them in the container you know, containment unit and then end of story but I, I just liked the variety it had to offer, and it always kept me on my toes. It was always scary, and probably you know why I transitioned to liking Ninja Turtles so much was I had these four characters that could really invest in their different personalities and what they were doing. And you know, when I got into the turtles, it was almost like the same kind of like this transfer of feelings was like super smooth because it's like okay, four more characters with also some you know gross looking bad guys they have to defeat. So I. That's that's probably what did it for me was just the the spookiness, the cast of ghosts, and I liked the four characters, and um, of course the proton packs and the ecto one were just incredible to me. Yeah, I mean, th- fantastic toys. I mean, yeah. just yeah. like just great for a kid's imagination. So I really feel like that is why kids jumped onto it. So so well and it probably wasn't intended to be a kids movie when they first made the movie you know and it wasn't but yeah, it was the rise of merchandising the, at that point. Yeah. it was and yeah. they were very astute to be like hey you know what there's a lot of things we could turn into toys here let's make a cartoon out of it mm-hmm. and and sell the toys that way so yeah um i i remember my friend having a proton pack and a trap and man when he got that we played Ghostbusters all the time. Like we stopped all of our Power Rangers, all of our Ninja Turtles. Like we went straight Ghostbuster for a long while when he got that. So That's awesome. <laughs> really cool toys. Mike, do you have anything to add there for that? Yeah, I mean Cole said pretty much a lot of what I would probably say, but I think from a really young age, kind of like why I'm in animation now, I was really drawn to the animation of these Saturday morning cartoons. So like if something was animated really well, I would take notice of it. And um the opening uh animation to this and even the closing animation, I think, where they're like walking down the street, um, <clears throat> it's really great. And um, something, if if something was really well well animated, it would make me want to try and recreate it somehow. So that's where the toys came into play for me. So like, I'd either be playing with my proton pack or the action figures and trying to like recreate what I'm seeing on screen. And um, even some of the episodes were actually really well animated. Um, so like, that's what really kind of some of the episodes yeah i've actually been re-watching the cartoon with my oldest son and some of them are just gems like and some of them are kind of legitimately scary kind of like what cole was saying there's some really frightening imagery in it but um there are definitely some stinker episodes as well yeah <laughs> do you guys feel like things made in the 80s were just so much scarier for kids like, oh yeah think, there was no yeah, for they children did, were... they didn't hold back with that kind of yeah, stuff they yeah. just like put whatever the craziest thing you could create on well, screen and, and in their minds they they were taming it down because like if you look like you know ninja turtles for instance you know started off as this gritty underground black and white violent comic and then they made a kid's show off of that but all the all the bad guys are super grotesque. I mean, just super ugly, and you could get slime to you know push out their eyes or their mouth or whatever, just make it even yeah. grosser. And 
you know, like we were saying earlier, like the, the movie it came out for Ghostbusters and their initial thought was like, let's let's see if we can dumb this down to a kid's show. But then somebody was like, no, we can't make it dumb. Like, we'll just make it cartoony. And that's what they did. It was still terrifying. I mean, <laughs> you'd have like the little like blobby looking things they would chase around the city, but then they'd have that one bad guy, that one super ghost villain that would just make your skin you know, mm. crawl or the hair on your neck stand up. Like, I mean, it was super scary. I also think and they was, didn't really have any filter for it like they did today. Like, there was no Twitter no where moms can get outraged and, like, <laughs> tell you this is too scary for their kids. Like, this was the first yeah. kind of wave of these kind of cartoons for kids. And it was, like, the first time you saw, like, the image of, like, the boogeyman. Like, because you always hear about the boogeyman, but they actually, like, created it and made it a tangible that character out of it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, like, this is the boogeyman. And that's, like, what I had in my mind when, that was the monster in the closet ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same and here. Like, it, and the animated series, it had, like, a Batman animated series kind of quality to it where it was, like, it was – it made it was made for kids, but it's like you have this adult appeal to it, where it's like it's good animation, and it's like they had the craziest designs to everything. And yeah. I don't know. I, I always kind of they're two completely different shows, but I, they have the same appeal to me. It was a great yeah. the the eighties was a great time to be an animator and a creator on drugs. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, totally. it just seems like you could make the craziest stuff and. And it feels like they did. Anyway. Yeah, that's really true. Sorry, my wife and kids came home, so if you hear, like, a woman and children screaming in the background, it's normal. It's uh, not Wes. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to do that. Do you Do you guys know why it was called The Real Ghostbusters? Yeah, because there was that other cartoon called The Ghostbusters. Yeah, the filmation uh, Ghostbusters from the 70s. Yeah, like... Oh, interesting. Well, the, there was, like, a show called Ghostbusters. It was a live-action one in the 70s. And when Ghostbusters the movie came out, they had to license the name out from that show. And after the success of it, that other show made an animated series and it actually like released days apart from each other. So like it was kind of a jab to call it the real Ghostbusters when they did (laughs) that. The one you're actually looking for. (laughs) Yeah. I never never knew the existence of the other one. So I never understood the reason of the real Ghostbusters. They should have called it the Ghostbusters you actually care about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously. <laughs> Not the other Busters. <laughs> well, I mean, that's very, I mean, they were right, but calling it the real Ghostbusters when they weren't the original, that's like, anyway. Yeah, uh, Not the OG Ghostbusters. So we've talked a lot about the cartoon, but moving on to the to the movies, I've, I've found that people who, like, you know, older uh, adults who were kind of post-pubescent during that time the movies came out, they kind of view Ghostbusters 2 of this like oh, just like the just this terrible sequel that was very hmm. kidified almost and they they thought it was goofy yeah. and kind of rolled their eyes at it um but from my perspective I loved the second one even more oh, than the first too. one cuz it maybe to their point it actually was like uh dumbed down for lack of a better term for kids so I don't know did you guys have a, a favorite between the first or the second one I'll say the second one's probably was probably my favorite because that's the first one that I actually got to. I like I saw that movie before I saw the first one, and if you kind of do the math, like you know, a little too young for the first movie, but then the cartoon comes, and then I grow with the cartoon, and then there's you know by then we've had video games, we've had toys, we've had cartoon, and now I get a second movie, and 
here I am probably two or three years older and I can watch this movie, you know? And so I actually, my first memory of seeing this movie, uh, I've talked about it on our show in the past. Like we dig way back in the archive. Um, I went to this daycare a couple of times a year. My parents were both school teachers. And so when they had to report back early or stay late in the year to kind of like either get ready for the school year or wrap things up, I'd have to go to daycare. And, um, this lady that owned it was a psychopath. And, uh, <laughs> but she, she would do these swimming lessons at her house. Um, and my parents took me there and I had this traumatizing experience of almost drowning and cause she sucked and didn't catch me when I jumped in. Yeah. I was about to say, that's a huge liability on her part. <laughs> yeah. I, well, it's the eighties, right? Just, Hey guys, yeah. come over to my yeah. house and we'll do swimming lessons. Like it doesn't get any like ridiculous <laughs> than that, but, um, anyway, she wanted to celebrate, like if you graduated the class, I, I still can't believe this happened and that my parents let me do this, but she had all the kids sleep over at her house for a slumber party. <laughs> and I'm worried for you now. <laughs> she rented um, Friday the 13th part like four. <laughs> she rented Nightmare on Elm Street like four or five. And then she rented Ghostbusters 2. And that was like the wow. movie to get us like, I guess, um, broken in so we watched ghostbusters 2 and it tear i mean it scared the crap out of me like it was so terrifying with the painting and um you know all the all the pink goop that was like in the sewers and stuff like i just i i couldn't handle it and so um i ended up having to leave the slumber party like i was so scared wow um and, it, and of course my dad was i i, I want to know what he thought about that when he had to come pick up his kid from the daycare slumber party because of the horror movies were too scary. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Hashtag 80s. That's so awesome. Man. But I, I think it's a great movie. Like, um, it's definitely like, I, I would say it's probably not as good as the first one, but it is a good movie and I don't think it deserves all the flack that it gets and um, it's probably my favorite just because I did come around the corner obviously and really learn to enjoy the movie. Um, I had saw it a couple years, like on TBS, like one Halloween night, and uh, probably when I was old enough to actually watch it, and it was really great. So, Mike, any slumber parties uh, <laughs> for you, or what I was did, your exposure I, there for? The I movie? did have to leave a leave one one time, but it was for the movie dra- Backdraft. So, go figure that. Um, but uh, that's a really hard question for me because I think if we were to sit down and actually pick one of these two to watch right now, it'd be the second one. But I think I remember a lot more from the first one. I think that that one just has a lot more um, nostalgic barbs for me, like like the Stay Puft at the end and um, the, the hands coming out of the chair uh, grabbing Sigourney Weaver. That's from the first one, right? I'm not yeah. crazy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like that, that just, there's so many like mental things that stick with me from the first one that, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I really can't choose one that I think is my favorite, but I think that one I remember a lot more of. Yeah. For me, that the second one is definitely a lot more vivid in my brain. And I think I watched that one, ended up watching that one more because I just felt like as a kid, Hey, I already avoid scary movies and that it's consistent from when I was a kid. Um, I think that it was just less scary for me as I would see it come on TV or whatever. I, and also, you know, the whole statue of Liberty thing at the end and mm-hmm. like, pretty awesome. Line, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, when you're younger, that's just, that's really cool. A really neat idea. And, um, you know, the the villain wasn't too over the top for me then. But it's like now, you know, watching them both, 
as an adult, it's like, oh, okay, I can see why, you know, the first one came out, people loved it, and then they followed it up with this one, which is a, a very different tone, at least it seems like. You know, they're probably expecting very similar to the first one, but then you see, like, oh, okay, yeah. they kind of they went the way of like kind of pleasing the kids who have now at this time had the the cartoon and so they're yeah. trying to rope in all the kids there so Colin and Wes do you guys feel the same way I didn't watch this I can't think of the last time I did watch this movie which is so crazy but I had I hadn't watched it uh I watched it after watching uh Revenge of the Body Snatchers I don't know if you've ever seen that movie yeah and probably and uh there's the part where like they're sitting in the tub and it takes them over or whatever yeah, yeah. i remember watching that and then it gets to the tub scene in this one and there's like the goop come out i was like nope and i just bailed on it for <laughs> years and like didn't go back and watch it probably till college after watching the other one in high school yeah. and i was like well and it was probably on tbs that so was probably some chopped version of it so i may not have ever seen the entirety of this movie other than on mm. tbs or something like that which is crazy to think about mm. yeah like i I do remember seeing this in the theater, and like uh, I remember the promotion for it. There was a, like a lot of promotion for it, like Coke cans and everything like that. Um, but I don't remember getting that into it as much as I did the original movie. I I I don't I, I wasn't that entertained by the ghost in it because it was mo- mainly like human ghosts. They weren't like monsters or creatures. Mm. Yeah, which I it was definitely that's, the that's ki- making it more kiddish thing, but. The only thing that kind of captured my imagination was the sewer, like the ectoplasm and everything like that. I think that was the only thing that kind of stood out in my memory about it. But like I, I like you, Mike, it's like the original, just like all those highlights always stuck out in my brain. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I had more merchandise from the second movie, like coloring books and things like that, because they pushed it more. Yeah, they probably went all There's in on definitely that. one yeah. scene from the second movie that gets me every single time, like makes me laugh out loud. And it's where um, Vigo's like little henchman guy comes to steal the baby and he's got that old bassinet, but he's like dressed like an old maid. Oh, I was like, yeah. that is the funniest visual I've <laughs> ever seen in my entire life. I crack up every single time from that. <laughs> I don't know if I gathered everybody's favorite from from the two movies. I mean, are we all saying that two was better except for maybe U.S.? Is that what I gathered or no? I'd say one. I, I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't clear. I would probably say one. Better or favorite? Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. Like, I think the first one is ultimately better. And I think it's aged well, too, because yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. my wife and I had an opportunity – probably four years ago i think it was right when we got married so 2014 we went and saw um there was a there's this theater that they basically resurrected in downtown franklin which is a city over from nashville and uh, it was like this really old timey theater that they had re- rebuilt and um got it back up on its feet and every october they show scary movies um on the screen like and they're old scary movies and um they show Ghostbusters, and I had seen it at this point probably a hundred times, and, and probably even the year before. Like I watch it almost every October, but we had went to the theater to see it, and that was my first time seeing it in a theater, and it felt like it was almost like the first time I was seeing it all over again. And I don't know if it was because my popcorn was really good, my Coke was good, <laughs> uh, you know, or just being around other people and hearing other people laugh other than myself and my wife, but. Um, to me, that felt like a movie that had just came out because it was so funny and it was so good. What a great action. Um, so I think 
I think it's a better movie and holds up better today, but I, I'm more partial to the second one just because that was like the first one that like I got to watch um, uh, after being so in love with the cartoon. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I think I agree with you there. Ed, the first one holds up a lot better, but the second one growing up, at least for me, was my favorite. So, hmm. um, But so the, the second Ghostbusters, after that, it's kind of like no more Ghostbusters things, obviously, besides from the cartoon, and then that ended. But then they had the extreme Ghostbusters in the late 90s. Did anybody watch that? Because I, I did not. I, I you watched said this I, to me, I had never heard of that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even know about it until maybe like 10 years ago. Like, I, I think I was a teenager at that point. So I was like, I was so far out of the loop as far as like animated stuff goes. Yep. And uh, even looking at the animation and all that stuff now, it, uh, it just doesn't appeal to me at all. Like, uh, I don't know. It just doesn't look good. Uh, but And I think that they toyed around with doing a movie based off of that instead of the animated series, but they did the series instead, which I'm glad that they didn't roll with a third movie like that. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there were um, so many rumors that they would bring back the Ghostbusters for a very, very long time. Like a third one was in the – it seemed like for mm-hmm. 10 or 15 years there was like rumors. Yeah, a lot of, of hype around that. Uh, and so then they finally did, kind of, and had the the new uh, Ghostbusters that well, came out. Well, what? Well, before that, they had a uh, video game that came out. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I kind of view that as the third Ghostbusters because it had the, the, voices, the voices of the original cast and everything. And it was like a huge deal when it came out because, like, I don't even know how they did it because Bill Murray – always wants to distance himself from Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I don't even know how they got him to do that for it, but it was a like I know it's maybe kind of gimmicky, but like I don't I don't play a lot of video games, but I I played it straight through and I'm like uh, I really loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. That's awesome. Yeah, I was I, I was never played say, it, but Oh, well you you should. It's 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 such a good game and I, like like West to me storyline-wise it feels like a perfect like third movie. Um, what's cool is is like you, you play as like a recruit, you're like a new guy on the team. And, uh, I remember there was so much hype when that game was being made that at the time, so this was probably about the time Mike and I started watching our scary movies together. Like, um, when extreme ghostbusters came out, like I was a teen, I was into punk rock playing in bands, you know, trying to pick up chicks, whatever. And I wasn't (laughs) into cartoons or anything remotely, uh, you know, kid, friendly like i guess i don't know i think everyone goes to that too cool teen stage and it's not until you like get out of college or like oh i want to be a kid again and so you start watching you know at least that's what i did and so um so i, I totally skipped on uh, extreme ghostbusters but when i got into like my first job um I I was still playing like I had a Super Nintendo from my childhood and that's what I played and when I found out about this game I went out and bought a PlayStation just so that when this game came out I could play it because I just like that was such a like a, a selling point for me it's such a soft spot and uh, it's it's totally a great game it's super fun it's a great story it feels like a movie Stay Puffs in it which is really fun and um, you just I don't know like it's probably the best. Thing you can do to ever feel like a Ghostbuster besides trying to be a Ghostbuster. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll have to go back and play it. What platform was that for? I think it was for PlayStation or what 3 generation? 
Okay. PlayStation yeah. 3 and X, whatever the Xbox 360? was at the 360, time. 360, yeah. Okay. Noted. Okay, well then, okay, after that, they, you know, had the rumors of the, of the new movie, and they created a new movie, but it was kind of a reboot, I guess. Is it technically a reboot? Uh, with the all-female so. cast, and... The initial trailer came out, and we all were like, uh-oh. It's pretty cringy. <laughs> uh, but, and I'll just speak from my own personal experience, and I'll ask you guys. We definitely talked about it already on this podcast, so I'll, uh, Mike and Cole, I'll get your, your thoughts on this movie. But that actually lowered my standards quite a bit. And then I went and saw the movie, and I was pleasantly surprised, and I really enjoyed it and kind of wanted them to make a second one. But it still tanked and bombed, and people hated it. And I'm still kind of confused as to why, but... Um, they spent too much money on it. They did spend a ton of money on it, <laughs> yeah. so they lost money on it. But they didn't get the return, obviously. They didn't get the hype that they thought they would get. I'm sure the trailer hurt that, but surely it didn't hurt that bad. So, I don't know. What What are you guys' thoughts on, on the new Ghostbusters that came out in 2016? And Mike, we'll start with you, because I started with Cole every oh, time okay. after, uh, before that, so... I mean, I, I, I kind of remember us talking about this a little bit, like, be, before it came out. Like, we were talking about how we were actually excited for it, because um, I I wasn't letting, like, the, the stigma that was kind of going around the internet get to me, because I wasn't a diehard Ghostbusters fan at the time. So, like, I didn't have this... Uh, like hold on the franchise like a lot of people did who was just like not my Ghostbusters but um, I, I, I don't know I I really enjoyed it I thought it was hilarious my wife and I went and saw it in theaters and um, I, I thought it had a lot of really nice nods to the first movie or to the original series and um, I thought the villain was great I thought it was cool how they like brought things in like stay puffed at the end it was like it, it, it didn't feel like they were jamming it in necessarily, but they definitely wanted to pay homage to it in a, in a way. And, um, but I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Cole, do you agree? I, I do. What's interesting is, is like, I guess it's been two years now since it came out. And I remember I was, I, I didn't think much of the trailer, but I'm also one to not really see trailers when they come out. But I heard, obviously this was like an exception where it's like, Stop whatever you're doing. Go find the trailer and watch it. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say this: like now that I've had some time after I, I saw it, I really enjoyed it in the theaters. I absolutely had zero problem with an all-female cast. Um, I think I've I've said this too on our show, but what I really appreciated about the cast for this new movie, it felt like how they probably constructed the first movie, where you get all these big hitters from SNL that people are familiar with. Mm-hmm. They already have a good chemistry. They're funny. And they, they make a funny movie. And so you get Who's Hot Now on SNL, or at least at the time, and they were all funny ladies. Like, they were all mm-hmm. very funny women. Um, they had great chemistry together. They had this working relationship established. And so I was super hopeful going into it. Um, my only problem is I, I'm an avid SNL watcher to this day, but um, I just don't think 20... I guess 2016 and, and now currently, I just don't think comedies like our version of comedy is that funny to me. Like I'm not really into the whole super self-aware aspect that, you know, commercials and everything have taken in, in this newer generation. I, I like more just genuine, genuinely funny comments, not this whole, like, I don't know. I, I call it self-aware comedy where you're like, you're constantly like, questioning if something happened or if you you know 
um, you know, questioning it's kind what's of a going wink on to the camera, kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know. To me, it, it was funny for a little bit, and now it's just like it's it's not funny anymore. But um, I had watched the movie recently again, and I liked it a little bit less. And I I, I like it less and less the more I see it as a comedy. Hmm. But I I love the movie visually because um, it's still a great action movie. There's still some great ghosts. There's still some great special effects. You can't. I mean, you, there's there's nothing bad about seeing a proton pack in action. Like that's just yeah. still the coolest thing. So um, I don't hate it, but I don't think it's a very funny movie as much as I originally thought. Um, but I think it, I'm glad they made it. Like I'm glad they at least uh, tried it. Yeah. I have only seen it the one time, but I, when I saw it, the big things, I mean, you guys mentioned it too, was the casting was great. I thought it was spot on. And yeah. I thought all four ladies did such an incredible job, especially Kate McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She was definitely the highlight. of Yeah. The movie. And I was so entertained by their performances. I felt like that gave it a boost for me. Uh, and I remember coming off of it thinking like, man, that was really funny. But I do wonder if I went back and watched it now, like, if, if it holds With up. fresh perspective. It's kind of sense. like, yeah. you know, some, some movies don't do that. Like Tropic Thunder is the first one I can think of where I thought it was <laughs> hilarious the first time I watched it. But then it just didn't hold up after that because I just knew everything that was coming. Because a lot yeah. of the Tropic Thunder was like surprise humor. Um, and so, yeah, may, I don't know. Maybe it won't hold up. But uh, I do you guys think that it, it deserved to, to do better than it did? I, I do. I, I, I think that like there's such a huge fan base and I know that that had like a lot of flack with the both like the trailers and just the all female Ghostbusters thing and that it was a reboot I feel like anything that's a reboot gets a lot of flack but I do think they did a good enough job that to continue something yeah, but yeah. I just think that they spent too much money and didn't make enough off of that money they spent to justify doing another one yeah I I honestly feel like you know Sony owns the Ghostbusters franchise right now and Sony is doing that uh new Spider-Man movie, the animated movie. Yeah. I really think that Ghostbusters could work in a 20, the, like a current Ooh. setting as an animated movie. And I've heard rumors that they're working yeah, on talk one. of things like that. But like just taking, maybe taking like the real Ghostbusters and putting it in the sense of like a movie. I feel like that would work really well. Because like you're not tied to like, oh, is it Bill Murray? Is it yeah. Dan Aykroyd? Because you, yeah. you didn't care about that as a kid when you were watching the real Ghostbusters. So I feel like it would kind of people would be way less critical of an animated movie. Yeah. Well, and the new Spider-Man movie, too, it's like into the Spider-Verse. So you have all yeah. these different spider people. Hmm. What if they did that with Ghostbusters where they had all the different iterations of Ghostbusters together? Like that would be really cool. Yeah. Well, they That'd have really a comic cool. series right now that they kind of like. I forget how they do it, but it's like kind of multiple universes and they like clash the original Ghostbusters with the the newer Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like a oh, separate universe that they kind of like a parallel universe kind of thing. And you yeah. could easily do that. Yeah. You could easily do that with their just the ghost thing. Like, oh, yeah. they ripped a hole into the universe. Like that's so e- more easily explained in that universe than it is in the Spider-Man universe. I yeah, feel exactly. like so. Uh, that, would be, that would be awesome. Um, so we are pretty much out of time so (laughs) we're we're bumping up against it so thanks so much for joining us mike and cole uh love your podcasts plural Plural. um can you uh, you. just tell our audience uh where they can find you online you know uh, social media platforms websites and podcasts yeah, uh, Mike. Do you want Do you want to do that? Or do you want me to? I don't know ours. <laughs> I can tell them where they can well, find me. 
I, I would recommend finding you individually because both of you guys are incredible illustrators. And I love watching you guys play on social media and everything <laughs> on, on, on a daily basis, especially now since it's Inktober. But uh, I yeah, I would definitely follow you guys individually. So go with your personal stuff yeah, for you guys, now. You guys both make me want to go and like light all my pens and pencils on fire and just like <laughs> stop trying to fake no, what I'm trying to do with my nonsense. life. That's nonsense. You're too nice. It's crazy. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Um, well, you can you can find me at um, on Instagram. That's where I usually tend to live, um, and that's at Life of Cole, and that's L I F E O F C O L E. And um, and then if you want to look at our podcast, we're on there as um, at Scary Movie Ice Cream Night. You can find us on iTunes. Just search Scary Movie Ice Cream. No night. If you do night, it, it's like too many words, I guess, and it just doesn't show up. <laughs> Um, and it's then too we're descriptive. On, yeah, it's it's too much. Uh, <laughs> and then we're on SoundCloud, and you can search the full name of the podcast there. And uh, then you can also find Saturday Morning Ice Cream on iTunes, and you can search the full name, and it works. Um, and we're also on SoundCloud. Yeah, and you can find me uh, pretty much anywhere, Instagram, Twitter, Gmail, blah, blah, my website at Michael Octopus, M-I-K-U-L-O-C-T-O-P-U-S. Don't ask me what the name means because I, I don't, know. I don't <laughs> even know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things that you made like a long time ago that you're like, oh, exactly. Damn, this sounds awesome. <laughs> and like seven years later, I'm like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a podcast, so people can't see your tentacles. So I, I guess it's <laughs> oh, just less obvious for them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> it is jarring at first. <laughs> <laughs> awesome thanks so much for joining us guys and yeah, i, I you know, you're good. like i said oh, this yeah. was super exciting for us we've always wanted to have a clash of the shows with you guys yeah we crossed the streams for sure uh, hey. Hey. maybe we'll cross some streams later yeah yeah in the bathroom or something <laughs> we're just on podcast that's yeah. fine maybe yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I'm glad you guys. Thanks for your kind words for our podcast. It's good to know we have uh, at least three raving fans, you two and my mom. So, uh, nice. Thanks, Corey's mom. Yeah. As always. Uh, so <laughs> we really appreciate it, and you're welcome back anytime. So we should definitely do this again sometime Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. For those out there, you can follow us at PassForwardCast on all the social medias. All of it. And we have an email, passportcast at AOL.com, if you uh, ever want to talk long form with us, which no one does these days. But hey, <laughs> it's out there. It's available. Mm -hmm. Send us faxes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you want to be retro, truly. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. Until next time. When someone asks if you're a god, you say yes! <laughs> Why don't I go first? Colin, you need to go first. <laughs> you got to jump in there. I can never top the ever what you have. I just stand here in awe of what happens. Uh, a really bad quote in the Slimer voice that I can't do. <laughs> Good job. Can you do it? Can you do Slimer's voice? No, I can't. Can, can you? I consider no. it. Can you guys? I can't, no. <laughs> oh, man. There it is. Mike stepped in. <laughs> Saving the day. Yeah. Later, snorks. Pass Forward was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not! Hey, Clavis! Wake up! The show's over! Oh, yeah! Kick it!